Hi, I'm Susan Foch, and when I was 18 years old, I launched a national nonprofit organization out of my freshman college dorm room. Now, with almost a decade of experience under my belt, I'm here to teach you my tried and true tips and tricks for running your own nonprofit or social enterprise and how to build it from the ground up. You're listening to this podcast because you're ready to make a difference in this world. I see you, I hear you, and I'm ready to help you. Now let's make an impact together. You're listening to the Make an Impact podcast, episode seven. Have you ever dreamed of having your own Girl Scout patch? Did you even know that that was possible, that you could make your own through your own organization or spread your mission with the 1.8 million Girl Scouts across the U.S. and share a program with them to learn what you have to offer and have them sport the patch that you've designed and put so much heart and soul into? Well, it totally is possible. One of the six core services that Operation Not Alone offers is our Girl Scout Patch and Program, which helps young girls learn different lessons about military life, giving back, and living a better life with service first. And that is all thanks to my best friend in the world, my VP, our director of New York operations, Mackenzie Lund. She is basically sunshine in human form, and you're totally going to understand that when you listen to today's episode. I'm so excited that she decided to come on the podcast and went through a lot of different hoops to make sure that she could bring us the best process ever so that you at home right now today can figure out how to make your own Girl Scout patch and program. So without any further ado, welcome Mackenzie Lund. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to be our foremost Girl Scout queen today? All right. So I am the lead community engagement specialist at Girl Scouts of Western New York. Um, I am personally based out of Buffalo. So um, we cover like, if you know where Niagara Falls is, it's kind of there and a little bit east. So we cover nine counties. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I have a great job. And then on the side, I have great volunteering jobs as well as the vice president and director of New York operations with Operation Not Alone. So I get to work alongside my best bud, um, (laughs) doing awesome things for people in the community. And I also am an ambassador for an organization called the Young Nonprofit Professionals Network of Greater Buffalo. So um, it's actually been very rewarding and very beneficial. Um, A lot of networking, a lot of professional development courses. Um, So it's been a lot of fun. It's life in Buffalo is very similar to life back home. I moved here almost four years ago from Oshkosh in little old Wisconsin. So it's very similar. The people are nice. They're pretty much the same. The weather is the same except the average snowfall, which is a lot. (laughs) And I'm totally a summer girl. So winter in Buffalo is not my favorite. Yeah. Some Um, of those uh, snow and ice pictures you send, woof. Um, so the main reason that we're having you on today, which I am so excited about is out of the six services that Operation Alone has, um, our Girl Scout pageant program seems to be some of the most popular, 
Um, and that's definitely the one we get the most amount of questions about. I would argue that this is the question that slides into my DMs uh, just as much as like how to start a nonprofit in general and questions about like 501c3 applications. So I knew this would be a really big one people wanted. Um, but you are my like Girl Scout patch expert. So I just really wanted you to today kind of walk people through the process of how to make their own Girl Scout pouch for either their organization, uh, whatever they're doing. So I guess let's start, first of all, like what are some other reasons why like people would want a Girl Scout pouch in the first place if they've like never heard of organizations doing this as part of their services? Um, something that has been a much more recent social topic is women's rights and, and girls' rights, right? So um, one thing is lifting up girls. And one thing that Girl Scouts does, their mission is building girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. So if you alone believe in that mission, um, then that's a great reason to, to build a patch, um, I, a patch program. I think um, it is also good for branding, brand awareness, reaching a new audience with your cause or your organization. Um, there are a lot of benefits and I think really it comes back to the girls. So on that note, what are the benefits for the girls going through these different programs to earn their, these like new patches that organizations can come out with? Well, I think it depends really on the, the program. Uh, you know, through our program with Operation Not Alone, they're learning about the military. They're learning how to give back to those in service. Um, they're learning a lot of different things that maybe they wouldn't learn with um, another program or with a program that Girl Scouts already offers. So it's just kind of an added experience for them um, to expand their knowledge and to really build their character. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So and really quickly, too, because I think people get this mixed up. What is the difference between a badge and a patch? Yeah, so the, the difference between a badge and a patch really is that a badge comes from Girl Scout programming. It is Girl Scout made. It comes from GSUSA, um, which Girl Scouts of Western New York is a part of GSUSA, Girl Scouts of the United States of America. And they create content for girls to earn badges. Um, they go through um, the discover, connect, take action steps. Um, they're really uh, more robust for, to, for girls to earn. Whereas a patch, um, a patch can pretty much include anything. Um, we actually, in my office, I have a patch book of 4,600 patches that a girl can earn. And they're everything from an ice cream social to zombie apocalypse preparedness uh, to slime patches for, for making slime because we know that's really big with girls right now. Um, so just a lot of other fun things that girls can do and earn patches. Another difference is that when you look at a Girl Scout, her uniform, uh, the front of it has badges on it. So all of her badges are displayed um, to kind of show what she's done with Girl Scout programming and everything she's accomplished. And then the back has all of the patches on it. So all the fun things that she has done as a Girl Scout in her Girl Scout troop uh, with her service unit um, or kind of just in the general world of Girl Scouts. Okay. And 
is there, I don't even know this, is there a requirement for a girl in all of her stages, like Daisy, Brownie, whatever, um, like how many patches she has to earn along with the number of badges she has to earn, or are they just purely for fun? No, there's not. Um, there's no, there's really no limit and there's no threshold that a girl needs to meet. Um, the great thing, the one thing that I love about Girl Scouts is that a girl can participate at her own pace. Um, so if she only wants to earn a few badges a year and then earn some patches along the way, that's great. Um, if a girl really wants to spend a lot of time doing Girl Scout programming, she can be that go-gutter and earn as many patches as she can for her level. Um, and I will mention there are six different levels for Girl Scouts. So daisies are kindergarten and first graders. Uh, brownies are second and third graders. Juniors are fourth and fifth graders. Cadets are sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Seniors are ninth and 10th graders. And ambassadors are the oldest girls in Girl Scouts. They are 11th and 12th graders. And then when they graduate from high school, they can then become lifetime members and they be can become volunteers. They can still be involved. Um, they just won't be involved, of course, as a girl anymore. Gotcha. Okay. So for all of the people um, wondering, can you take us through the process that we went through as Operation Alone to make our, our own Apache? Sure, definitely. So um, because I work for Girl Scouts, I have been pretty familiar with the the programming that Girl Scouts already has and the processes that uh, girls go through to earn their badges and different patches. So I feel like I went into this with a little bit of a head start, kind of being familiar with what already exists. So um, when Operation Not Alone rebranded, expanded, um, went through a big uh, transformation a few years ago. We just wanted to offer something for girls to learn about the military, to learn about those in service. So I started with um, deciding what I wanted the program to look like. Did I want it to be a booklet? Did I want it to be an online activity? Did I want it to be something in person? You know, what what did I want it to look like? And then, of course, everything I brought through you <laughs> as the founder and CEO and president and, you know, the, the big boss um, <laughs> to make sure that we had what we wanted um, and that it was accessible. The one thing that we had talked about was that we wanted to be, we wanted it to be accessible to girls all across the country. So I think truthfully, we've done that, you know, within the first several months, we had a troop in California participate. Um, we had troops in Wisconsin. And since then, it's branched out a bit more as well. But that was the first step. What do we want it to look like? For us, it was a booklet. So then, um, you know, the content wise, it's just the basics, right? These are girls that are learning about the military. They're not going to know as much possibly as an adult. So um, they were very basic, like, you know, what are the branches of the military? Do they have any bases around the United States? The answer is yes. <laughs> Do they have any around the world? Again, yes. Um, and where are they? So we wanted to make it interactive rather than just answering questions and writing things down on paper. 
we wanted it to look a little bit different, especially for those little ones who maybe aren't super great at writing words yet. Um, we had to kind of tailor to both younger girls and older girls. So the first, I think the first page was um, listing off, you know, what the branches of the military were. And then it flowed into maps and locating on maps where there are military bases around the US and then one for around the world as well. That was kind of the bulk of um, the beginning, just learning about the military and what each of the branches do. And then we got into the topic of patriotism and what does it mean to be a patriot or to show patriotism. Um, so the girls were able to, uh, on a page, draw, write words, um, color, whatever they thought patriotism looked like to them. And again, that really tailored toward the younger girls and to the older girls because they could draw, they could use crayons, they could use their imagination. And then we got into um, our different services with Operation Not Alone. We definitely wanted to bring in our care packages, bring in our cheer packages and tie it back to our mission and what we do as an, um, an organization. So there was a section for girls to get contents together for um, a care package, to send a care package overseas. Um, there's also a section for girls to learn what veterans are and, and how to identify them. Um, and then we, of course, send cheer packages out to veterans. So we really tied it back to our mission. Um, and kind of design-wise, we wanted to make it, again, tailored to girls, not just a bunch of words on a page. So um, we had like a little super own a girl that would um, pop in every once in a while on the pages and say, you're doing great, or here are your instructions. And at the end, she says, you know, congratulations, you've, you've finished mission, mission Honor, which was our, which is uh, the name of our program. So congratulations, you've earned a patch. Well done, Girl Scout, we're proud of you. Just a lot of encouragement because, um, you know, it can take a little bit of time to complete our program. So that was kind of the gist of it. Yeah, well, I like the two things I really like about our program are that we leave them to be very open and in question so that girls can kind of well, pull inspiration from anywhere, talk to their, their peers among like their troops to learn uh, kind of someone else's perspective so that they're kind of, you know, they're not just like spitting out something that they kind of thought about. They have to be thought provoking, but there's no right answer, which is what I really like about it. And number two, I did really love our, our super own girl. And I like how in the revamp packet we're about to put out in the next like upcoming weeks, um, it's, it's turned into the own a girl squad. And you spent so much time making these like new cartoons and I love them so much. <laughs> it looks like this like superhero rag pack of girls and it's amazing. <laughs> I am not a graphic design artist. I'm not the top expert in like any of these fields, but I, I love doing this kind of thing. It's so much fun. Oh, it's awesome. Um, so, okay, so that was the packet. That was the booklet, uh, which we also have available on our website so that people can find it and have access to it at any, any given moment. Um, but kind of moving from that into, you touched on the artwork, like the literal creation of the patch. So we just took our, well, one of the versions of our logo 
and because it was already in a circle and pretty patch friendly. Um, but can you talk about how people can go about like actually making artwork and ordering patches for distribution to the girls? Sure. So um, we used the company Carolina Emblem. Um, and there are a lot of other patch um, companies, organizations. You can find one that works best for you if you decide to create one. Um, but we used Carolina Emblem and our contact there was amazing. Um, you know, we emailed her and said, we would like to create this patch. We have this, this program coming out. Can you help us you know, get this patch together. So she said, yep, just send me your logo. Um, I think we actually sent her a couple of our logos mm -hmm. and we came back with the artwork. So they did the artwork for us. They gave us a couple of options. So, um, you know, we, we chose the one that we currently have, which is mm -hmm. our the circle with the star in the middle and the Ona. Mm -hmm. And um, then, you know, we just ordered, she gave us the pricing we yeah. ordered, I think it was a thousand. No, we ordered like 300. Okay. Yeah. Three uh, to 400. Yeah. <laughs> well, we weren't sure like how much it was going to take off. So we tried to be somewhat conservative, but I, we went for the highest bracket where like our per patch cost was like the lowest. So I think it was like 300. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I've ordered quite a few patches in my day. So <laughs> Maybe just a few. Another came from somewhere. I'm sure it's a threshold of some kind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they did give us the, the breakdown, and I'm glad you brought that up because mm -hmm. you know, if you order so many, it's kind of like bulk ordering, right? So mm -hmm. the more you order, the less they are per patch. Um, so, so yes, and then we, um, we let her know how many we needed, mm -hmm. sent it on, and then she said, great, you know, here's your yeah. invoice. And then Susan got them in the mail. So it was pretty pain-free. Mm -hmm. um, the, the most time consuming process will be determining which company you'd like to go with. So um, after that, if they do all of the artwork and they, you know, pretty much do all that legwork for you, you're golden. Yeah. Yeah. We're not trying to promote like any particular company. That's just what we used for operational loan. But one of the helpful things was if you look at our circle lo logo in general, there is like on the black rimming, there's that like kind of distressed, like look to it. And she ran it through as one and it kind of looked like garbage when you put it in like needle and thread. <laughs> so we were able to change it and make that like a solid color so that it looked better. So she was even helpful with that. Like she could have totally just ran with what we gave her and made a few hundred and sent it to us. But she was like, I can make this, but it looks kind of like garbage. Like, do you want to fix it? <laughs> so we were able to make it a lot better. Um, and then, so something else too, like I've mentioned, we are coming out with a 2.0 version of this booklet that Mackenzie has been working on for months and it looks so great. It's going to be up on the website soon, but you also are doing something new this time around, which is very helpful, I think. And that is an adult guide to accompany the booklet. So can you explain that? Sure. So I created a new adult guide because I realized that, or we realized that adults might not have all the answers either. You know, even though it might be at their fingertips, it could take quite a bit of research to really make sure the girls have, you know, correct answers or that, you know, it's not wrong. They think that, I don't know, the veggie tails are a branch of the military or something. <laughs> um, so, so in, in doing that, 
something that Girl Scouts does that I've noticed is they try to make programs as easy on the volunteers as possible or as, as least time consuming as possible because volunteers have lives too, right? So um, I kind of took that theme and took that ideal and thought, how can we make this easier for the adults? So um, to mirror our new program, there is an exact same set of pages of an adult guide with all like a key kind of. So it does list the five branches of the military and just fun facts about what they do. Um, and in doing this, it was so cool because I learned quite a bit about the military myself. Um, I thought all of the branches of the military were created at like the same time by the same people, but they're not like Alexander Hamilton founded the Coast Guard. Like, you know, I didn't actually know that either until I read it in the adult guide. <laughs> I had no idea, but, um, but it's things like that that really reiterated why I needed, we needed an adult guide uh, for adults. So then um, I also found a website with a map. It's actually a military website with a map of where the bases are around the US, same with the world. Um, and really just made it easier on adults as they they help girls through the program um, just to make sure that everything aligns well. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, the, the parts that are girls' imagination and drawing and things like that, there's no right or wrong answer there. Um, it's There's no right or wrong opinions for anything we know. So mm -hmm. uh, those are a little looser, but I gave suggestions, you know, on the, what does patriotism mean? Um, I kind of give a guide of like, here's the Webster dictionary definition. And then here are some symbols that could represent that as well. Mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, just to make it easier on adults, on volunteers, I think, I hope it will be utilized and well-received. Oh, I'm sure. Um, also just to kind of backpedal this, cause I don't think we mentioned this earlier. So obviously I've known you for a very long time. I've loved you for a very long time and you've been on our team with, for us, but like, so this started because my father is a 100% disabled Marine Corps veteran, but you also have your own tie to the military before you hopped on board with us. Can you give us a little background on that? Because I think yeah. it's funny when you and I still learn new things like every day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, growing up until I was in middle school, my dad was in the army. He was in the army reserves for 23 years. He's retired now. Um, but that was a lot of my childhood was, you know, my dad going off to Fort McCoy in Wisconsin or um, heading over to do trainings and things like that. So I guess I grew up kind of as a military brat. Is that the... I think like an army brat, yeah. Brat. So, um, so yeah, I just, I grew a deep appreciation for it because he dedicated a lot of his time to that and it's... It gets emotional, you know, when you yeah. look up someone and my dad is, he's awesome. Like, you know him. Oh yeah. He's like one of my favorite people on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> Your whole family is. Exactly. He's, he's wonderful. Um, but he dedicated so much of his time and of his life to the military and, you know, made some sacrifices along the way. After 9-11, he was deployed to Fort Benning, Georgia, and he was down there for, Gosh, as a second grader, it felt like years. <laughs> it felt yeah. like, like he was gone for so long. I think it ended up being about six months, seven months. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that was a part of my childhood that he, like a small chunk of my childhood that he was gone for, but um, it, it uh, made it almost worth it knowing that he was doing something good for our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he was doing something that he really enjoyed. You know, he, he enjoyed being in the military and put his time in and now he's, he's retired from the military, like I said, but you know, I just, I just had a great appreciation for someone who would do something like that. So, um, then I met you and we, like our friendship really blossomed kind of over operation, not alone. We were the fact that I thought it was amazing what you were doing. And, um, and it was so, it was so new. It was just a little baby organization. It was, I don't even remember like what we had going on at that point. It was very young. It was like, our friendship was half like Ona and half, uh, Miss America. But I think the best part of our friendship was that, because I don't, I don't think we even remember who did it first, but we had that like stepbrothers moment where we just like saw each other at an event. It's like, we were going to be best friends now. Okay, cool. <laughs> we just did. But here we are. Here we are. But yeah, which I think is hilarious. But it was those two big things that really like bonded us and obviously have kept us together even after you like left me to go live in New York, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but and, and honestly, I think it's one of the reasons why we also work so well together was because our values have always really been aligned ever since we met and started doing this together. So um, again, everything that you've brought to the table has been incredible. Um, so <laughs> thank you for that story, by the way. But switching back over to the patch. So let's, I've said it a couple of times, but let's address the fact that you we had an original program and you have spent all this time like revamping it. So do you want to give us just like some background where some of that came from that you decided to, to go through this process? Cause it's a, it's a big cumbersome task that you took on to read, to do it the first time and then to redo it. Yeah. I think the second time around it was a little bit easier um, just because we at least had a foundation for our program. So I'll also start by saying we didn't like drastically change anything. It's small things here and there that uh, will make more sense and are aligned more with Girl Scout values. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, some of the activities are condensed a little bit. Some of them are expanded, but it's all really the same. It's got the same structure, the same bones. It's still a work, a booklet that I created on publisher and, you know, converted into a PDF so we could put it up on our website. Um, but yeah, I think I think the main driving factor for the changes were to line up with Girl Scouts more as an organization, whether it be their mission, whether it be um, lining up with any of the five key outcomes or the ways that Girl Scouts helps girls um, develop and and grow or their process of discover, connect, take action, which is really what I brought into this program. So um, they're used, the Girl Scouts are used to that, that process, right? Of, of discovering something about a topic, um, connecting it to another piece of the world and then taking action. So for our program, Girl Scouts are discovering the military. They're, they're discovering facts about what they do, who can be in it, 
where they are, connecting that to the real world by being encouraged to connect with somebody in the military, with a veteran, um, with, with somebody who's in the field or is more of an expert, you know, than maybe you or I might be. <laughs> um, and then taking action on that. So that's where our two services care packages and cheer packages come in. So um, giving back to the military and, and showing ways that, that you can do that. And one of those is through our care package um, program. So that's really where the inspiration to update it came from. And then, you know, I just felt like it was two and a half years old. It was time for a, for a revamp. So um, want to keep up with the times, of course. Yeah, a little, a little zhuzh. Where was I going with this? Oh, but I like uh, that you went through and you added those key pillars to Girl Scouts, which are discover, connect, and take action. Because I think as people are making their own, thank you, as people make their own, I think it's important to keep those pillars in mind as they're building their own booklets. Um, it'll only make for a more effective program. So let's move forward. So like we got the patch, we got the booklet. And right now we've been pretty mild in the last few years of how we've like gotten it out to the masses and just really using social media as our biggest tool to promote the patch. But how should people like market this to the world? Let them know that this new program and patch like exists. Yeah, I think there are two main ways that are great to start with. The first being the power of social media. Um, especially as we currently live in a huge virtual world um, and the state that we're in, everybody is on technology. Um, everybody probably, <laughs> mostly, is on social media of some form, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, uh, TikTok, you know. Yeah. And so getting the word out via those channels, we don't have a TikTok, but um, we don't. And I feel just like a smidgen too old to tackle it. Maybe we'll talk to one of our interns about it who keep me young. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the power of social media is, is great. And I definitely would would say that's probably where we started. Mm -hmm. um, the other half of that is to connect with your local council. So across the United States, every, um, I guess, region is broken up into a council. So I mentioned before that the council I work for is nine counties of Western New York. Some county or some councils are entire states, um, some cross state lines, you know, in Wisconsin, the um, Girl Scouts of the Northwestern Great Lakes, they span over two states, Michigan and Wisconsin. Um, so connect with your local council. Um, a really quick Google search will do it. Um, let's say I lived in Phoenix, Arizona. I would type in Girl Scouts in Phoenix, Arizona, and the council would probably pop up. Um, I don't exactly know what their name is, but their name would pop up um, and then click their information, get in contact with um, their program department or uh, their customer care team, which is probably the best way to start. And just say, you know, I'm, I'm creating this patch. I've created this patch um, and this program. And I would love to work with the girls in your council to mm -hmm. To earn this patch and go from there. The council really has connections to the volunteers and such as well. 
Um, I'll backtrack to Facebook. I know there are a lot of Facebook groups uh, with different troops in, in your communities and um, Girl Scout leader, uh, virtual resource groups, things like that. So um, really once it's all put together and you've got a space for it, if you can get it up on social media, that's probably your best bet, but definitely connect with your council. Um, and even as you create your patch, which I think we'll get to in a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, definitely get in touch with your local council because they might have resources or knowledge that um, that you might not have access to or that you might not know. And I, by no way, shape or form, am, am the expert in, in all things Girl Scouts. So I've just gone based off of what I know um, personally and what I, I experienced as a Girl Scout myself when I was younger. So definitely social media, connect with your local council. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are my expert and our expert, <laughs> but yes, um, I think that's a good point. Uh, we did that with uh, the Badgerland Council a, a little over a year ago, and I didn't even know that it encompassed like, so Madison and the Southwest region of the state, but then it covered a little bit of like Minnesota, Iowa, and Illinois. Like I had no idea that that council was actually that large and could cross different states. So it was definitely really fun to do that. And I will say too, this kind of goes on social media, but once you have a good experience, I feel like with one troop leader, sometimes like they tell like other friends that they have for it. And so like, that's how our California pocket really grew was like, it was all of these like volunteer moms that were troop leaders that like one of them did it and had a good experience. So then we kept sending to like all the same area. So it's, it's been really fun to watch that happen. So all right. I love, I love that you said that it was word of mouth because they liked the program. That's another mm -hmm. thing is that um, it is also important to get that feedback on your program. Um, I know we don't have like a formal way to do it, but you always want to be improving on things that you could improve on or um, just kind of gauging whether your program was well received or not. Mm -hmm. So I like that, that the, the parents spread by word of mouth um, yeah. the program and because they liked it. So I love that. I'm glad. Hopefully yeah. it'll continue. Running a business, working your nonprofit, or just simply making an impact takes a lot of energy, which means you need the drink of champions, coffee. Specifically, you need Door County Coffee, a gourmet coffee roastery on a mission to bring you the best coffee on the planet. And that isn't hard when they only roast the top 2% of Arabica beans grown in the entire world. Try any of their medium or dark roasts, like my personal favorite, the Heroes Blend. Or you can try one of their almost 100 delicious flavors like Highlander Grog, Frosted Cinnamon Buns, or Vanilla Creme Brulee. They ship all across the country, so try your first pot today by going to DoorCountyCoffee.com and using the code IMPACT for 15% off your order. That's I-M-P-A-C-T for 15% off at DoorCountyCoffee.com. And get caffeinated today. All right, Kens, let's get to the juicy stuff. How can someone take the process that you've just outlined for Operation Alone and translate that into a step-by-step -step process for them to use so that anyone can make their own Girl Scout pouch in their organization? Sure. So I will start by saying that this is not a small task. This is not something that can be done 
overnight, um, pound it out in an hour, I'm done. Mm -hmm. It will take a fair amount of research. It will take um, editing and re-editing until your fingers go numb. But um, the, the best way to start is to go to the Girl Scouts website, whether it be girlscouts.org, which is the national website, or to the website of your local council. Um, and just familiarize yourself with Girl Scouts, with the brand, with their processes and how they do things. Um, because it's so important to know that though you are creating this program for your organization, for your cause, this is about the girls and about their experience. So you want to be able to relate um, their experience to your organization and vice versa. Then I would uh, encourage anyone to determine what they like most about what they've learned, whether it be the mission, whether it be, um, you know, this discover, connect, take action process, whether it be one of the five key ways Girl Scouts helps girls, um, developing a strong sense of self, displaying positive values, seeking challenges and learning from setbacks, forming and maintaining healthy relationships, learning to identify and solve problems in her community. Um, determine, you know, and whatever you find on the website and you really, really like, um, how do you connect those two together? That, that whatever you like from the website or from what you learn about Girl Scouts, that it's girl-led, that's huge. Girl Scouts is all girls and girl-led. Um, it is all about the girl and I cannot emphasize that enough um, in her experience. So connect those two, connect what you learn from the website, what you love about Girl Scouts to your mission and to your organization. So after checking out like on the website, what they need to be doing, what's the best way for someone to start actually making their program? Sure, so um, another thing I guess to keep in mind is which age group is your target audience. Um, I have worked with some other programs to develop a patch. Um, again, I'm no expert, but um, I think our expert who work for Girl Scouts is like, like a nugget, a golden nugget to some people. Um, and if I can share my wisdom or my knowledge, I certainly will. So um, which age group is your target audience? You know, for us, it's K through 12. We, we want all girls and Girl Scouts to be able to earn this patch. But, you know, I, I worked with one friend who developed her program and she wanted to be K through five or K through six. And that's okay. Um, so determine what that age group is, because then not only with your design and your wording, but with the entire program, it can be cohesive for that age group. Um, and then another important question to ask yourself if you are creating a pouch program, especially right now, is how can I shift my program between the virtual and the non-virtual world? So for us, you know, for Operation Not Alone, it's been easy because we have our patch program online. Girls can do it on their own time with their troop, with a parent, um, send it back to us, we'll send their patch and they're good to go. So you want, you want to be able to be available on the virtual space, especially because of the world we live in right now and in this digital virtual world that many of us have kind of been um, uh, 
not shoved into, but in this virtual space that yeah. we have been guided along through, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we'll continue truthfully. And then also determine the format that you would like to use. Um, would you like a worksheet? Would you like interactive activities? Would you like another method? What is the format of your program? It can look like anything. We chose a booklet for Operation Not Alone. And then another question to ask yourself is, do I need to be present for girls to work on my patch program? So for Operation Not Alone, the answer is no. We do not need to be there to help the girls along their journey. Um, And I think for us, our adult guide will really help that too. Um, It will help the parents or the adults, the volunteers feel much more comfortable knowing that we are less hands-on so that they can be more Mm -hmm. hands-on. So those are kind of the basic questions and the the basics to go through to to think about in your mind, like what you want it to look like. Um, And that's kind of how we started as well. And that's the advice that I give those who ask me um, how they should get started. Yeah. Well, and I like that last point you made because one of the values that we had when creating this program was we wanted it to be something that not only we didn't have to be present for, but we did that on purpose so that it could have the biggest reach possible. Like if this was only available to Girl Scout troops that you or I could physically visit, we would have a much smaller impact. Um, I laugh all the time because I know I get a little obsessed with this, but all of our impact maps that we put out because I love, like I'm addicted to watching like the little pins of like whatever icon, like fill up that map. Um, And so, you know, we could, but we could never watch that like national impact happen of that patch if we needed to present to it. Now that's not wrong if someone like finds it very important that they're, they need to be speaking or facilitating it. Um, But it will just make it a much more like local patch for girls to earn. And we wanted this to to have the best like national reach possible. So it's one of the reasons why we made it as um, online and self-sufficient for the adults as possible so that they can be guiding it, doing it. And uh, we didn't have to, we didn't have to be there. They could do it on their own. So that just, that was a, again, a priority for us. And it could look totally different for someone else's patch if that's how they choose to create it. Right. And I will add that once your program gets going and girls begin to earn your patch, um, girls are proud about the things that they do in Girl Scouts. So girls are going to see your patch on somebody else's uniform and say, what did you do to earn that? That's cool. Mm -hmm. And then the girl's going to talk and you know, hopefully be excited about what she did to complete your program. And maybe that girl will go to her troop leader or her mom or a volunteer and say, my friend did this. I think we should do this too. That sounds like so much fun. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit more of like that, um, that marketing piece that really we don't have anything to do with. It is Mm -hmm. simply our, our program and our patch um, and our brand being out in the community and with girls. Mm-hmm. 
Well, don't sell that short. That shows the amazing like program that you created that girls do love. And now they're get to like talk about with their friends, but that, and I think it's fun because we also try to end it with that like community service project piece. So we've even had a lot of troops who have like made tie blankets like for us to put in care packages or take with us to our never alone nursing home visits. And we also have the instructions on our website of like exactly what materials we buy, like how to make a tie blanket, all those things so that all of these girls get to make that as a group. Uh, we get really cute pictures when we get that too. <laughs> um, but that's been some of the most fun part is like they all now get to create this like community service piece, send that in. And I think that becomes some of like their most fun thing. They're like, well, I made this tie blanket that was like navy and stars and stripes and then they sent it and then the troop leader will send that will box that up and send it to us which is super cool too so um but they all have chosen to do different activities for their service project and it's fun when they also take pictures and send it to us so that we can share like what the great work that their troop has done on social yeah i, I love seeing what girls do with the program because it's not all do this do this do this it mm-hmm. is it is a guide right so for the pieces where the girls can really, um, I guess, take action and and put their knowledge into action. It's cool to see what they do. Do they host a, a supply drive? Do they make a tie blanket, like you said? Do they send their own cheer packages or care packages? It's just really cool because that's exactly what I think Girl Scouts does. That it, it allows girls, it's girl-led, so it allows girls to do what they would like to do with the information they learned and how they connected it to the real world. I just think, yeah. you know, it, to see that with our program yeah and something I plan on sharing on like uh this this podcast platform social is some of the other patches that we um I say we it's you that you have helped um other women like create through this and so like there's one that we helped um the current like Miss Mississippi Crown make and that was all about like professional development and getting like their resumes up and ready together there was another one we did that was about like eating disorders with Miss Corridor and it was you know like kind of a little bit like intuitive eating how to like honor their bodies the best and find that balance of like a balanced meal and also balance between like exercises so I mean you can do this kind of program for whatever it is. And like the end result for the girl is totally different based off of what your goal is. So if the goal is to teach young girls how to put together a great resume, done. If it's about teaching them well-balanced eating and how to kind of get in front of eating disorders before like the main age that they hit, great. Like that can be done too. So it's all different ways that you just want. Yeah. You just want to impact girls. So not to overly use our our line, but how do, how do you want to impact them? And I think that's, if you ask that question to yourself and kind of guide yourself that way, you'll be, you'll be golden on this. I think it's a really great kind of chain reaction because in a way I feel like the programming that we've put together makes an impact on the girls and, and the volunteers, the adults that, you know, work with it. But then even more beautiful, the girls are making an impact on the world because of what they learned, because of what we created. It's just, it's this beautiful, like, chain of events that is is really changing the world and is changing lives, whether it be really, really small or something a bit bigger, you know, what we're doing makes a difference. And then what girls are doing in return also makes a difference. Uh, The ripple effect has been so cool. 
So do you have any last notes for us? Um, things that people should know if they're going to create their own, um, anything like that? Um, no, I would just reiterate to do research, um, to learn about the Girl Scout brand and really think why you are of why you are creating this patch and why you want this program. Um, it, you want it to be more than just brand awareness or just, you know, another thing to tick off on your list. Um, you know, these are girls that you're working with and that you're having an impact on as well. So that is absolutely number one, do your research, realize, you know, why it is you want to do what you're doing with your program. Um, and then just know that it's, it's any, the possibilities are endless, you know, of what you can do with your program. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. You know your program better than anybody else. Um, you know, I do feel like you and I know our program better than anyone else. And that's how yeah. it should be. Um, and know that I am totally accessible by email. So if anybody needs any guidance, I can be that person to, you know, to help guide along the way or help them through a step. I'm, again, I'm not the expert. I'm not number one, um, but I have done this before. And I think because of that, you know, I've got a little knowledge behind my, behind my back, under my belt, whatever the expression is. You've only done this a couple of times. Um, <laughs> yeah. So first of all, you are a saint to offer yourself like that. So I know. So if you want to share a little bit of that contact info and also, cause I know you have a very specific Girl Scout uh, page just for you as a community engagement specialist. So can you mm -hmm. share how people can connect with you if they have questions? Yeah, I would actually just encourage someone to contact me um, via email. Mm -hmm. um, my, probably my operation not alone email actually, because then I'll know that that's how you found me was either through this podcast or through Susan. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my email is Mackenzie at operationnotalone.net. And my name is spelled in a very unique way. Thank you, mom and dad. It is, <laughs> it is M E as an elephant, K E N Z I E at operationnotalone.net. No spaces. Beautiful. So, and so, I can be found via email anytime. So as to wrap up all of our interview shows, what is your favorite way to make an impact in your day-to-day -day life? So I think there are two, two traits that I try to embody every day, and those are empathy and kindness. I think the world could always use more kindness, whether it is, you know, cleaning your roommate's dishes or taking out the trash or, um, you know, something much bigger, helping um, donate, uh, donate your time, donate your money, your talents, your efforts. Um, I just think a little kindness goes a long way and certainly a lot of kindness goes a long way. But I can also say the same for empathy. I think if we all lived in a more empathetic world, there would be a lot less um, negativity and there would be a lot more understanding um, and thoughtful dialogue between people. So I always try every day to be more empathetic, more kind, display kindness, display empathy. 
Um, and just, and just be a good person. You know, I, nobody's perfect by any means, but, um, I think that we can all make a little impact, which will add up to being a greater impact in the long run. So, um, I don't know if that was like a watery answer. <laughs> no, I liked it. If anyone can't tell, I've always, I've always described you as this. Um, <laughs> I've always said that I do not believe that Mackenzie Lund was born. I believe that you were created out of like little angel dust and just like floated down onto her. And that answer, I think like proves that and wraps that up. Even the outfit you're wearing today, because you were just full of like six different bright colors and I'm wearing like all black. <laughs> like, I feel like this just like, this sums us up and this sums you up so well. So I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time and also uh, going through the whole process of making sure that we were kosher uh, recording this episode so that we could teach people how to make their own Girl Scout patch. So thank you so much for being here with me. Of course. I thank you so much for having me on. I certainly hope that, you know, anybody listening has learned something, has been inspired, um, has you know, worked up the courage to build their own program because really the the possibilities are limitless and um, there's just so much good that, that, that can come out of um, these programs. So I'm excited to see what comes out of it. And I'm so, so excited for the Make an Impact podcast. I'm so happy it's here. We've been talking about this for so long and I'm oh. so proud of you. So proud of you always, but this is- I love you so much. This also, is huge. But on this note though, yeah, if you listen to this episode and you take this process and our advice and you make your own Girl Scout patch, like you have to tag us in this because we want to see like what you guys have made. So please always tag us in the things that you're doing, especially if you like took down Mackenzie's process to make your own like patch and program and booklet and all the things. So um, I love it. Thank you again. You're just like my favorite person in the world. Oh and now the God. world gets to like meet you as my favorite person. So here we go. No pressure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Make an Impact podcast. If you enjoyed yourself, would you do a little rate, review, subscribe dance? And if you really enjoyed yourself, would you share this on social media so someone else could catch the impact bug? Until next time, friend, I can't wait to see what kind of impact you make on your world.